You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, happy Sunday, everyone. Marlins Rewind. Steven Strom here. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. The Marlins fall the Rockies 4-3 to in a heartbreaker. Rockies score three in the seventh and one in the ninth to upend the Marlins. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the losing is mounting for the Marlins. And this one might be the most frustrating of them all this afternoon. The Marlins had a 3-0 lead. They got a spectacular start from Johnny Cueto this afternoon. In the Rockies, beginning of the seventh inning, score four unanswered. They hang four on the Marlins late. And they beat them 4-3 here today. The Rockies have taken the first two games from the Marlins in this three-game weekend series. And the Marlins, who went into the All-Star break 14 games over 500, have lost all eight coming out of it. And they'll go into tomorrow afternoon's matinee 53-47 and 47 on the season here in 2023. This is the 10th inning show with Stephen and Ron. I'm Kyle Seeloff. It's uh, nice to be back with you here, although a rather somber now 10th inning show after what transpired here at the ballpark this afternoon especially when you include what they got from Johnny Cueto today. Johnny Cueto was going opposite of the right-hander Chase Anderson for the Colorado Rockies, and Johnny Cueto was unbelievable for six innings for the Marlins today. The Marlins took a 3-0 lead in this ballgame, and their first run came courtesy of Joey Wendell with two men on base with one out in the bottom of the second. The 0-2 offering is slashed into left field. It's a two-strike, one-out run-producing RBI for Joey Wendell. Scoring from third is Jesus Sanchez. A beautiful piece of hitting, and the Marlins have a one-nothing lead. And the Marlins would tack onto that one-nothing lead in the fifth. Both sides would come up empty in the third. Johnny Cueto was just rolling this afternoon. The only damage uh, out of the gates against Cueto was a two-out double by Austin Wins, the catcher in the third. But uh, he had retired 10 of his first 11 at one point today. He worked around a walk and a hit-by-pitch with one out to get a double play in the fourth. And he struck out, punched out two in a perfect fifth. It was one nothing going to the bottom of the fifth inning this afternoon. And the Marlins got a one-out walk from John Birdie, and that set the table for Luis Arise, who had a nice day. Hey, there goes Birdie, and the pitch is hit down the right field line. If it's fair, it's trouble. It's a fair ball. Rolling into the right field corner for Luis Arise. Birdie's going to score easily. Arise wants a triple. Here comes a throw. It's not in time. It's an RBI triple for Luis Arise, and the Marlins lead 2-0 here in the fifth. And Arise was stationed at third with a one out for Jorge Soler. Pitch to Soler, and he hits it in the air. Shallow center. Grichik's on the run. Still coming. He slides. He makes the catch. Tagging from third Arise. Throw comes in towards the plate. A catch and a tag is not in time. A terrific catch by Randall Grichik in center field. It's a sacrifice fly for Jorge Soler. And the Marlins lead 3-0 here in the fifth. And it would stay that way for another inning and a half. I mentioned Johnny Cueto was rolling. He was perfect in the fifth. He was perfect in the sixth. This was a 3-0 game going to the top of the seventh inning this afternoon. Cueto started the seventh. Skip Schumacher let him go back out there. He allowed a leadoff single to Ryan McMahon, at which point Skip Schumacher decided he would go to his bullpen. JT Shagwa came on in relief of Johnny Cueto. He allowed a single to Elias Diaz, the pinch hitter. The Rockies had two men on base with nobody out. Randall Grichik was the batter, but he lined out 
to the first baseman Garrett Cooper for out number one in the seventh. The next man to bat for Colorado was the big left-handed swinging Nolan Jones. And he swings and he hits a high drive deep to right field. And this ball game is tied. My goodness. A three-run home run by Nolan Jones. A uh, disastrous seventh inning for JT Shagwa in the Marlins. The Rockies played at three. They tied at three aside. The Marlins came up empty in the seventh. They got a one-out single from Solaire off of Jake Bird. But then Garrett Cooper bounced into a 6-4-3 double play. And let me actually backtrack there. After the three runs in the top of the seventh inning, Birdie led off that seventh inning with a single. The Marlins got a one-out single from Jorge Soler. They had runners at first and third for Garrett Cooper in the bottom of the seventh inning. He bounced into an eventual 6-4-3 inning-ending double play. This was a 3-3 game. Neither uh, the Marlins or the Rockies could do any type of damage in the eighth inning. So it was 3-3 going to the ninth this afternoon. Tanner Scott came into the ballgame for Miami. He allowed a leadoff single to Ryan McMahon. He then hit Elias Diaz, and the Rockies had men at first and second base with nobody out in the ninth inning for Randall Grichik. In the pitch is a high chopper hit towards third. It's past Segura, rolling into left field, and the base hit. Here comes a throw in towards the plate, and it's late, and the Rockies have a 4-3 lead here in the top of the ninth inning. And that is unfortunately as much as the Rockies would need this afternoon. The Rockies got a run on two hits. They left two men on base in the top of the ninth inning. They took a 4-3 to three lead into the bottom of the ninth here at Lone Depot Park today. On for the Rockies in the bottom of the ninth inning was the right-hander Justin Lawrence, who was looking to convert his seventh save of the season today. The first man that he faced was Joey Wendell, who bounced out to Talia at first base. It looked like it might be a leadoff single, but Talia made a terrific diving stop to his right and fed a beautiful dart to Lawrence, who was covering the bag at first for out number one of the ninth. Then Yuli Gurriel put together a great at-bat. He drew a one-out walk, and he was then pinch run for by Garrett Hampson. So it was Garrett Hampson at first base. Marlins trailing by one with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the batter was John Birdie. Justin Lawrence works off the first base side of the rubber. And the first offering to John Birdie is a ground ball double play out to short. Tovar to Trejo to Talia, and the ball game is over. Unbelievable. The Marlins have lost all eight games coming out of the All-Star break. The Rockies come from behind. They score four unanswered, and they win it 4-3 to three this afternoon. The Rockies are 39-59. The Marlins are now 53-47. They were 14 games over 500 going into the break. Now they're just six games over 500. And it'll stay that way until we play baseball at 140 tomorrow afternoon. Rockies win at 4-3. Back with more from the ballpark. After a bad afternoon for the Marlins here at Lone Depot Park. It looked like they had a stranglehold on this ball game, given the circumstances and everything surrounding it, especially when you include what Johnny Cueto, Cueto excuse me, was able to do for them on the mound here today. Cueto, six innings of a run, two hits, one walk, eight strikeouts, and unfortunately Johnny Cueto gets a no decision this afternoon. So taking a look at the totals from this ball game today for the Marlins, Four runs, six hits, no errors, and four men left on base. And for the Marlins, three runs, nine hits, no errors, and six men left on base. Daniel Bart is the winning pitcher, four and one. Scott on his birthday. Tanner Scott now four and three after he allowed the run there in the top of the ninth inning. 
And Justin Lawrence with his seventh save of the season for the Colorado Rockies. He's now 7 of 8 in save opportunities this year. Started this ball game at 111. Finished it at 346. Total time of game, 2 hours and 35 minutes in front of 15,226 at Lone Depot Park this afternoon. The Miami Marlins, the good news is that they punched out 13 today. And that means that $325 have been donated to AutoNation Drive-Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive-Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say after the 4-3 loss. Um, Skip, obviously another really tough loss. Just at this point with eight in a row, just mounting frustration. Just how much do you kind of worry about the guys in there and just the no, I don't. I don't worry about the guys in there. They, there's a lot of positives that happened today. The late game, um, you know, blown leads. Those are tough. But I mean, the pos- There's a lot of positives today. I mean, Cueto going six innings, six innings plus. Um, Arias hitting the ball really well. There's a lot of positives today. So, yeah, I mean, it stinks when you give up a home run late in the game and you know tie it up. Um, and then you know they end up getting another run in the ninth, but. Um, there, there was some stuff that you can really build on today, which, which was good. With how good Cueto was um, going today, just what went into the decision to pull him in that spot? Well, yeah, he's he hasn't he hasn't thrown um, you know into the seventh inning. Uh, so honestly, like before that inning even started, we were debating on whether taking him out or not. Um, we had a really fresh bullpen, and you like your chances when you're up three runs, seventh, eighth, ninth, with our back end bullpen and. Um, we just didn't get it done today, but he had he did plenty for us. I think if you told me that he went six innings, two hits, I, I would have signed up for that. Seven punch outs, maybe one walk. I think it was, um, yeah, one walk. So I, I mean, that's he did enough for us to win. I was looking. We were hoping, you know, we were looking for somebody to stop the bleeding, and he was the guy that did it. And um, I think there was a lot of people that were unsure, uh, you know, out there. And um, he, you know, in this game, you either prove people right or you prove people wrong. And um, so he did a really good job today. Um, and we did, uh, we did, an, or he did enough to win the game. It's just a tough one at the end. What was working for him that allowed him to have that success today? I thought he elevated his fastball really well. His four-seam fastball, um, top of the zone, was giving him some trouble. Uh, Two-seam, first-pitch strikes, changeup was good, backdoor cutters, cutters in on lefties. Um, but I thought the fastball really played, especially the elevated fastball at the top of the zone. And then, you know, he got the two-seam when he needed it. So um, not a ton of hard hit, um, hard hits either. Um, but, you know, when McMahon got the base hit, you know, with the righty lane coming up, uh, JT was, you know, really good uh, slot for him or pocket for him. Um, just didn't work out. Yeah. I would say just with Queda, the performance, what can some of the younger pitchers learn from him where he obviously isn't as his prime as much anymore and probably have similar stuff but for him to dominate like that? Yeah, it, pounding the zone, number one. Um, you know, there's guys on our staff that don't have or that have much better stuff um, as far as like secondary and wipeout stuff. And, um, you know, Johnny's a veteran. He's a pitch maker that used to have like really dominant stuff. 90, I mean, I, I faced him. He's 98 miles an hour with, you know, incredible stuff. And he's on the back end of his career, but he's still, the pitch ability is there. And he, um, the fight's there. The will to win is there. I mean, he's the one that's, you know, in the dugout, um, you know, one of the louder guys in the dugout, which you don't hear too often from pitchers. Um, you know when they're playing or when they're starting so um, I think just throwing strikes and trusting your defense and then getting the punch out when you need it um, it was uh, what, what they can learn you know the most
uh, with the bullpen. Uh, you mentioned JT, that was the pocket for him. What did you see from him there and then the decision to flip Tanner and AJ? Yeah, so um, hanging slider up Jones. I mean, I think he'll he'll tell you he'll, he'll want it back, but it just it, he was spraying the ball, and um, he just didn't have his his you know glove side command where he usually has it, and um, you know got to Jones with you know guys on after I think a walk, um, and then it was just a uh, you know hanging slider that you know you want back, and that's that's the pitch that Jones would hit. Um, the decision to flip, I think I said the other day, um, Puck has not lost his closing role. It's just there's certain pockets that I wanted to tanner in, you know, higher leverage or, you know, deeper pockets as far as, um, you know, the the Diaz-McMahon kind of, you know, three four five hole um, that felt this series at least was better suited for Scott uh, over Puck. Um, I talked to him about it, you know, a couple of days ago and let him know that that was the decision only if that pocket, it you know, comes up. Otherwise, it would have been flipped and, and Puck would have the ninth. So he hasn't lost the role. It's just we flipped it as far as where the pockets are. With some of these like later leads lost, is it obviously just like hitting can be contagious, I guess pitching, especially in the bullpen too. Is it just one of these stretches for the bullpen? Maybe they've been overtaxed because of all the close games early in the season catching up to him. Is it regressing to the mean? What are you seeing? Yeah, I could have, but we had, you know, we had the all-star break that four days off um, and everybody felt good coming back. Yeah, the starters early, you know, didn't go long, so they threw a little bit more, maybe the most in the league, you know, early on. Um, but we reset after that off day, and, you know, Tanner, JT, they haven't pitched in a few days, um, so they felt good, um, as well as Puck. So I, I think that, you know, we had some guys that were fresh, and um, even if you were, you know, used a lot in the over the All-Star break, I felt like, you know, they've had some days off, and um, I just – Today was just missed, you know, over the plate a little bit more than they're used to, and um, a ground ball got through with Grychek and Grychek, and um, and you know that's kind of the ball game. There was a lot of positives to this game. I know the outcome isn't what fans want, but Johnny Cueto went six innings, gave up two hits, one earned run, eight punch outs. Let's hear what Johnny had to say after his start. After pitching so great, you know, six plus innings, how difficult was it to, you know, continue the Sí, después de, de, de haber lanzado una apertura tan buena, seis innings así en blanco, eh, ¿qué tan difícil fue ver el equipo? O sea, esa caída que tuvo. Bueno, ¿qué te digo? Eh, sé que esto es mucha pelota, ¿entiendes? Eh, quería hacer, como lo hice, buen trabajo para ayudar a mi equipo, para sobreganar, pero esto es pelota, ¿entiendes? Uno trata de hacer lo más que uno pueda. Yeah, you know, this is baseball. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to try the best you can. Uh, I think that's what I try to do. Uh, put the team in a winning position. We'll go out there, uh, do as much as I can. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you got those results, but it, it's part of the game. It's, it's just baseball. You're a World Series winner. You've been on the winning team. It's just, you know, how much pride did you go to get back on the mound and give them a chance, though? Si sí, tú eres un hombre batallador, conocido, ganador en la Serie Mundial, este, ¿qué, tanto, ¿qué tan orgulloso te sientes de poder regresar a ese montículo y demostrar tu, tu talento? No, no, gracias a Dios me siento orgulloso eh, de esa palabra y yo sigo siendo, trabajando fuerte, tratar que cuando me subo la lomita trato de hacer lo mejor que yo pueda y dar lo mejor por el equipo para ayudarlo. Yeah. Thank, thank you for those words, you know, it's really good, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, every time I go out there, just, just to do as much as I can to help the team, 
and, and, and do my job. Go, go out there, get the outs, and, and, and at the end of the day, just helping the team. Your fastball today, a lot of swing and miss with it. What was working well with that pitch today, and just how important is it for for you to be able to open up the rest of your your arsenal? Sí, ese arreglo de esto funcionó muy bien. Tuvieron mucho este, abanicado, eh, mucho poncho con ese picheo. Eh, ¿Qué tan importante fue eh, que te funcionara hoy ese picheo para también abrir el resto de otros de tus arsenales? Bueno, tenía la confianza, ¿entiendes? Tenía la confianza que eso es lo importante. Todos mis picheos estaban bien y, y estaba atacando los bateadores, metiéndolos detrás y gracias a Dios que todo salió bien. Yeah, my confidence was really high at that moment. Um, Trusting every pitch, uh, it was working pretty well, um, and that's what I was doing. Just trying to get the the, the hitters in, uh, in the striking out count counts and, and and attack all the hitters. When's the last time you felt that good on a mound? Cuando fue la última vez que te sentiste así de bien en el montículo? No, desde que vine aquí estoy tratando seguir trabajando como siempre lo he trabajado. Sé que la lesión no me dejó. Pero nada, ya eso lo, lo olvidé y seguí adelante y todavía faltan muchas pelotas para ayudar a mi equipo. Yeah, since I got here, I've been feeling great. Um, I know, you know, the injury was something that uh, kind of paused everything there, but um, feeling great and um, looking forward. You know, there's plenty of games, uh, baseball games that I'm going to be able to help the team. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, right back at it. The Marlins looking to avoid being swept here. It's a 141st pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 110. Jesus Lazardo looks to steer this thing in the right direction and snap this eight game skid. As always, we hope you can join us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.